Welcome to episode 65 of Voice in Education, and today I have with me Roger Kibbe of Viv AI. And I must say, he has one of the first smiley faces that I ever saw when I first got involved with the voice industry. We go way back, way back being the first Alexa conference, which was, Roger, when was that? I think it was in January 20. 18? Was was, I wasn't sure. Okay, so we're there talking about- There was a hundred of us in the Chattanooga Public Library, as I remember. So right, we got to know and each what other I remember well. is um, Bradley Metrock had asked me to speak, and I remember the people before me, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I am so out of my league, because you guys were speaking words I didn't understand, terms I didn't know, and I started really nervous, and I'm not nervous as a speaker in general, but I do remember looking out in the crowd, and there was this guy smiling and accepting of the things I was saying, and that was you, and we've, from that point on, in the voice industry, you've kind of gone through some different places and some other roles, but introduce yourself to my listeners, and tell us what you do, and how you got to where you are. Sure, yeah, so Roger Kibbe, um, and so I'm a developer evangelist for Viv Labs. We're the division of Samsung uh, that is really the brains behind Bixby. And what is a developer evangelist? Uh, it means I go out and I talk to developers and designers and companies about our technology and our platform and really get them interested and excited to build on it. So it's half technologist, half, half marketer is what I like to say. Um, yeah, so voice. Um, you know, I've worked for my most of my career uh, in technology. One of the things that I really have always loved about technology um, is I love seeing people using it. So empowering and enabling people, but then having it get out of the way. To me, tech is an enabler, but then should get out of the way. And so I remember back, yeah. Um, I remember back in 2015, I believe it was, and I got my first, you know, I was on the waiting list. I always like to buy these new tech gadgets, whether my wife likes it or not is another question. Uh, You know, and got an Alexa and got it and started playing around with it. And at first it was kind of like a, a fun toy. You talk to it, that. And over the time in using it, I was like, hey, wait a second. I spent my whole career looking at technology that enables and powers, but gets out of the way. This is the best tech I've seen uh, that lets you get something done and then gets out of the way, right? right? It's not something, it's I just talk and something happens. I don't gotta run to a screen, I gotta swipe or type there. And so I got more and more interested uh, and interested enough that I actually left. Uh, so I have a deep background in retail technology and retail tech strategy, left my, my I'll say cozy corporate job mm-hmm. and said, hey, I'm gonna do something with voice. Uh, didn't quite have it all figured out. Uh, went through some churns and turns and things there uh, and came up with this idea really around this idea of, hey, I want to really make it easy to create voice experiences. Sure. With the idea of being originally small businesses and then we talked about pivoting a little bit to educators and yeah. saying, hey, have these templates and make it super, super easy to build voice experiences. So that was my startup. Um, I still think the idea is really good. Me Worked too. in that for about <laughs> 14 <laughs> months and that's when I met, met you, Julie. Right. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out but I'd probably do it again and make a few different decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think there's nothing like, I'll, I'll say there's nothing like doing a startup to look yourself in the mirror and understand uh, what you're good at and what sure. you're not so good at and, and uh, learn a lot. But uh, that was, uh, didn't work out. And I started doing my own voice consulting and uh, entered an early hackathon with Samsung Bixby. And so, and actually won that hackathon. It was mm-hmm. pre the release of it. And that's when I met Adam Shire um, kind of, you know, legend in voice and right. so him and the team. And I was like, Hey, I, you know, I really like these people, which to me is the most important thing in any job. Sure. Uh, and one thing led to another and more and more conversations. And so I joined, uh, Samsung or Viv Labs in January, 2019. And I've been there uh, since and really enjoying it. And so I, you know, that kind of 
jump into a different industry, took mm -hmm. its twists and turns, but I've ended up uh, in a great place. And I really love this industry because it's just a lot of fun and there's so much more to be done. Every time I talk to someone about it, yes. you know, all these light bulbs kind of go off my head and go, wow, what a cool idea. Right. Or, oh, that, that, wow, we should go do something there. And, you know, it's really fun to be involved in something so early that has so much promise going forward and so little, so much has been done and yet so little has been done. Right. So that leads me to my next question. Um, Viv Labs, we're looking at Samsung Bixby. How do you see that supporting education, maybe now or in the future? If a teacher's listening, they may not even know what Bixby is right now. So a little heads up on that and where do you think that's going? Yeah, sure. So uh, Bixby is the voice assistant that's built into any uh, modern Samsung smartphone. So the uh, S8 and, and later series, S9, S10, um, you know, these A series. I won't go through all the devices that support right. it, but um, Right, so think of it as, um, oh, I don't know, maybe you could think of it as the equivalent of, of Siri on an iPhone sure. uh, or on a, any, any phone running Android runs Google Assistant. Right. So it's Samsung's vision of a voice assistant. Um, and uh, you can use it much in the same way. Um, you can say, hi, Bixby, and have something done. Mm -hmm. um, there's also what's called the infamous Bixby button that enables it, which is controversial, although I always say it's a privacy-inducing feature because sure. You can turn it off and it only works when you hit, when you hit the button. Um, so the idea there is really similar to any of the other voice assistants is to provide you know, something you can ask to do something and have it done or information, et cetera. Um, as far as education, you know, I think right now it's limited to Samsung smartphones, but mm -hmm. much more coming on when I get to that. So um, if there's use, if you're in a classroom and there was um, students or teachers that had a Samsung smartphone, I think there's definitely things that could be done there. Um, or even some, you know, build an experience. I love the idea, by the way, of kids building a voice experience on any of the voice right. uh, devices because I think there's so much future in that tech and I think it'd be a lot of fun. Eventually, um, you and I are going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know where I get, I was, really, I was thinking about this, where I get really excited about voice and education is Samsung is not only the world's biggest smartphone manufacturer, we're the world's, we're the world's biggest TV manufacturer by a huge margin. Right. And you know, I think I've been thinking a lot about interactive TV, and we're gonna we have Bixby embedded in the TV, and we're gonna enable it uh, this year, where you can build experiences on it. So think about I have two teenage daughters; they won't watch TV without their phone in their hand, which sure. to me is like you know, TV is a passive entertainment device to yeah. me, and I get it. But they want it to be interactive. So imagine if you could have, and I think back in the classroom when we used to watch, uh, you know, be movie time. Yay! We don't have to do work; we get to watch movies. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when they were you know reel to reel movies. <laughs> Uh, but imagine if you could build something uh, on the TV that was more an interactive experience, or the classroom could talk to it, or ask right. questions, or use this content. So maybe you repurpose some of the existing content and make it more interactive. You know, I think one of the problems is is you know you listen to a thirty minute documentary in the classroom about I don't know World War II and Winston Churchill. Um, okay, that might be really fascinating to someone like me because I love World War II and Winston Churchill as a hero, right. but a kid's going to be snoozing in about 10 minutes. Sure. But what happens if they could, if, you know, let's say talk with Winston, right, and actually ask questions sure. and he would answer back uh -huh. and then intersperse that with some video of him uh, talking or events in World War II there. I just see in, in education the ability to take what's been kind of a passive thing in a television, and I think most classrooms have a TV or a projector nowadays, yeah. and make it interactive is something that I don't think anyone's thought of all the opportunities there or built much there, but I think there's a huge opportunity there. And given we have such a dominant position in TVs, 
Right. Uh, I think there's a good opportunity to bring Samsung into the classroom and build some kind of interactive TV multimodal experiences where the I kids- I love that. And that's one of the things that I liked about when I heard about Bixby the first time was that you guys were really open to it being an internet of things uh, type thing, which I think lends itself to education. Like I think of in the classroom, uh, we have these dash and dot robots by Wonder Workshop. Well, what if uh, Bixby was a part of that and they were actually teaching robotics to students by using that platform as well, where my students could code something and then create that with Bixby that is interactive with all the different uh, Lego devices and things like that. So that was one of the things that I thought was really uh, neat about Bixby. I expect great things. I also love the fact that you guys are all about the multimodal, all about the, um, you know, working on different platforms and things like that. I think that's the future of how it can really help education. And I'm really thankful for that. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you for talking to my listeners. Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much. And if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Roger Kibbe. And uh, thanks a lot, Julie. Really, really appreciated the opportunity to talk to you guys.